Welcome to the Kramer Bros Podcast. In this episode, the eldest lion and the youngest lion, Micah Kramer, join the show, and we talk about those controlled characteristics that can separate you from the competition. This is a big one for all the coaches out there, for all the young athletes and listeners out there of how they can separate themselves from other people. And in this episode, we talk about nutrition. What you put into your body helps determine what you get out of your body. He talks about how he's put on nearly 20 pounds of muscle within this past year, and it hasn't weighed him down. In fact, it's helped him increase his vertical jump, his explosiveness, his athleticism as he continues to play at the college level. Let's get into it. Welcome, Micah Kramer, back to the show. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Glad to be back. You know, we're wearing the same, for those that are watching us on, on video, unplanned, but we're wearing the no hype needed dry fit t-shirts, only available at KramerBasketball.com slash shop, which is a shameless plug, but uh, very cool. So anyway, Micah, last, uh, two, about two weeks ago, we had a YouTube premiere where you spoke a little bit on the tips that you would give for those that want to play college basketball. And we had great feedback from that. A lot of people watched that episode on YouTube. And so we said, hey, let's, let's do one that touches on some other important areas for uh, athletes. And we'll put it on our YouTube. We'll put it on the Kramer Bros podcast. We'll put it in as many areas as we can. And the, the reason that I love this podcast platform is we touch on a variety of subjects, right? We, we might talk NBA. We might talk college. We might talk international, high school. We'll talk about training techniques. Um, we'll just get into a variety of, of things. Um, and so that's one of my favorite things of this podcast. And then being able to do it with you, do it with our brother Taylor, has been pretty cool as well. Um, so before we dive into some of the things that can help athletes be more successful at the college level, at the, the high school level, you know, what's some of your favorite things about the Kramer brothers podcast specifically? Oh man, I'd say just, uh, the insight, the, uh, like for example, that I just listened to the Kobe versus Duncan podcast, such a good podcast. And you guys broke down Duncan's teammates and Kobe's teammates. And the insight there was insight that you just don't hear with people debating about players because you guys addressed that. Yeah. Kobe, there it is. There's the mug. You addressed that Kobe had Shaq, um, but then you also addressed how dominant um, Tim Duncan's teammates were and how, how much more consistent uh, his franchise was throughout his career. So I'd say just the knowledge and the insight uh, is my favorite part of it so far. Yeah, that's been a big, big part of it. We've enjoyed giving our opinion, some facts, um, just being able to combine um, you know, the research that we do uh, without putting the narrative on it that mainstream media might. So if you, you get a chance, make sure to listen to our last episode. We also talk about being proactive uh, amidst the, the racism, especially with George Floyd, the protests that are going on around our country. And so I touch on that quite a bit in the beginning of that episode. So make sure you listen to that episode uh, as well. Okay. So so digging in, uh, Micah, as a college athlete, nutrition is extremely 
important. Okay. And I know, you know, you're the way that you eat, the way that you try to take care of your body is at a high level. What are some things that you've tinkered with or that have worked for you in your first year of playing basketball at the college level? Um, I've tried just, uh, I've tried just going at this whole diet thing full force, uh, as an athlete trying to gain weight and keep weight during a long season. I've tried just going at it without a plan and eating as much as I can and that you can't do that consistently. Um, so I failed. I've tried, uh, eating just whenever my body <clears throat> or my mind wants me to eat. And then I would end up eating really late at night, I would end up barely eating breakfast. So I've tried a lot of different things and I failed in a lot of different ways, but I think I got three uh, to four good tips here that will really help an athlete with their diet because as, as time went on and as I learned more, I think I found a pretty good habit to follow. Sweet, sweet. Lay them out. Let's hear it. I'm excited. All right. Um, so number one is – smoothie slash refill body immediately after practice or workout so I don't know if you know this already but smoothies are like my best friend I make smoothies all the time um, and I think it's really important to get a smoothie in or get that protein shake in immediately after you work out because um, when that when that food is in liquid form it goes into your body and it can be distributed quicker because your body doesn't have to break that food down so because it's already in liquid form. So um, what I would make sure to do is I would get done with practice. I would do my stretching, whatever. And I had to make sure that I went home and I drank my protein. I drank my smoothie within 20 minutes of when I finished uh, working out. So that way my body can recover. My muscles can get, my muscles can get that recovery in so they can get stronger um, immediately after, after a workout. And a lot of people say they're just not hungry after a workout. Um, so maybe they'd, they'd go home and just watch some TV and not eat anything for a while. But I'm telling you that that uh, is kind of detrimental to your body if you um, don't eat for maybe two hours after a workout. Your body needs that refueling. It needs that recovery um, with nutrition along with rest. So you, those two need to go hand in hand. So I'd say a smoothie. Um, and refueling at the correct time is is my uh, number one tip right there. Well, I think that's a, a good tip, and there's there's two things that I would say about it. One, um, this is funny. A few years ago, I went to a Michigan State basketball game. My one of my best friends was a grad assistant on staff for Michigan State, so we went to the game. We went back to the locker room after the game, and one of the first things that they had all of their athletes, the Michigan State players, they made sure they all had a smoothie. Like I swear, every guy that walked out of the locker room had a smoothie. They make their, their smoothies for those guys, like after every practice game, like they make sure the, those guys are getting it. Um, so again, what you're talking about is proven in one of the most you know successful programs in, in college basketball. And then the other thing is you mentioned a lot of athletes, you're not hungry right after. And I think that's the nice thing about having a smoothie is you drink it, right? And because I know when I work out and you're really hot, like when I'm really hot, I'm also not really hungry. But if you have a smoothie, it, it's cold, you drink it, it goes down easier. 
So that would be a great way to get those calories when you may not be hungry because you just worked out really hard for, you know, an hour and a half or whatever it might be. So, so that's number one. What's number two? Um, number two, this may not be for everybody, but this is definitely number two for me, focusing on a large and balanced breakfast. And I only say a large breakfast because for me, naturally, I, I could go with eating a small breakfast, but that would be detrimental to me throughout the day. And I say a balanced breakfast. I don't mean get a banana on your way out the door because you're late for class or just eat some bacon or just eat some eggs. For me, I made sure to have a very balanced breakfast. I would get scrambled eggs with either sausage or bacon, mostly sausage. Um, I would usually make that into a tortilla. So I had a tortilla shell. I always, always have melted cheese on my scrambled eggs. And then I would always, always have spinach with that. Um, if you guys don't eat spinach, I really encourage you to do that because it doesn't have a flavor, but it has a nice texture in my opinion, and it's really good for you. So you might as well throw that in, in basically everything you eat. I eat spinach with chicken, steak, beef, eggs, and in my smoothies, okay? So, and I'd also eat broccoli um, almost every morning, which is uh, very good. And then I made sure to drink milk and water um, during my breakfast, because if you just drink milk, you're not going to have, uh, that you're not going to be very hydrated going throughout the day. So the first thing I do in the morning is chug a glass of water, drink some water, uh, with my breakfast and make sure to have some milk there too. So I'd say, uh, breakfast, it's a key. It's a major key for me. Oh, that's good. And you also mentioned the water and staying hydrated. And I don't know where I heard it from, but most of us are dehydrated throughout the course of the day. Yep. Um, and so making sure that we're, we're hydrating, we're just pound, like you said, pound a glass of water when you wake up in the morning is a great way to start your day off on the right track. You're eating breakfast. It's with variety. Um, I know for high school athletes, you're getting up early. School starts early. When you get to college, <clears throat> it can kind of depend on your class schedule. Um, mm -hmm. But your class starts later, you might have some more time in the morning to make breakfast for yourself. Um, you could just as easily spend that time sleeping. So that's where being disciplined, being dedicated as an athlete comes into play uh, because you're taking advantage of something that everybody has control to do. But again, not many people are going to take that initiative to get up an extra half hour, 20 minutes early, make breakfast, take care of their body, eat healthy, you know, and that's one of the reasons you've been able to do things that a lot of other people are, are able to do. Now, before we get into the other ones, I want to get into this real, real quick. What are, you know, how is your body transformed? Probably the question I should have asked from the beginning, how is your body transformed from senior year of high school to now you finished your freshman year of college? Okay. Uh, <clears throat> it's gone through a, a very great transformation. I'm very proud of it. And it happened a little bit quicker than expected. So when I was in high school, um, when I was injured, I was at 136 and I could, I just couldn't gain weight. I kept trying. Um, I couldn't do it. After I got healthy, I immediately bumped up to 143. Um, and I was stuck there throughout the summer. And then once I got to college and I got on my own eating schedule that I was comfortable with, and I started really committing to the protein shakes. 
I, I gained 10 pounds. Um, so then I was at 153 throughout the whole season. Um, and then towards the end of college, I just kept pounding the weights, pounding the protein shakes and eating balanced meals. And uh, then I was at 159. And right now I'm currently struggling. I'm at like 154 right now uh, because I haven't been as committed to the protein shake. So I need to get back on that because um, I'm planning on being at 163 throughout next season. So as you, as you can tell, I'm pretty planned out and pretty calculated with where I want to be at and what my goals are. And they're all really realistic goals. I mean, I was, I was at 159, 160 for about two weeks consistently. And now I'm kind of dropped off. I need to work my way back up um, to attain that realistic goal. Now, as a college athlete being, you know, everybody wants you to get bigger, stronger, faster. So how has putting on essentially 20 pounds since high school, how has that helped you play at the college level? Well, I, the first thing people hear when they uh, gaining weight is, oh, you might not be able to jump higher. You might not be much faster, but I mean, that's like a really, that's pretty casual way of thinking. I think a lot of people that are, um, have thought about this a little bit more and done their research, they'll see that this extra weight has enabled me to jump higher. It's enabled me to play defense way better because I can actually move side to side a lot quicker. My legs have gotten bigger since college. That's probably the biggest change that's happened is most of the weight is in my legs. I can move quicker side to side, and more importantly, I can take the bumps from the offense. When I first got into college, uh, uh, the offensive player would bump me. I would fall back, and I always had trouble recovering. So it's either I wouldn't recover good enough and they'd get a good shot, or I'd recover too much, they'd go right by me. So by enabling me to take these bumps a lot better, I can kind of be in a better position against that defender. And then, of course, um, this added weight has also given me added endurance. I can, I can jump and be strong for a longer amount of time. Uh, my body can just hold up better than it could when I was in high school. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense that you said with those added benefits that the weight, for the most part, has come in your legs. Um, I think where athletes struggle is if, you know, they put on 10 pounds and it's all upper body and then your legs are saying, okay, I just got to move 10 extra pounds and I'm not stronger with, with that weight that has just been put on. Cause it's all been in, you know, shoulders, back, chest. Uh, and I think that's where some athletes, um, you know, struggle is they want to put on weight, but they want to put on like the beach body weight, right. Yep. Where, you know, I'm taking my shirt off or something like that. People can see that, that I'm bigger. Well, you're putting on weight in the, the lower half, more mobile, jumping higher, quicker. Sure, you've, you've bulked up throughout your entire body, but being able to do it the right way for athletic purposes is key. All right, so that, that's good. I'm glad we covered that. So now give me number three as far as how you've worked on your nutrition. Um, number three is going back to the protein shake, <clears throat> but it's focusing on uh, drinking it at the right times. So I would, I bought serious mass um, and that stuff is pretty expensive. And if you follow by the scoops that they actually tell you to do this, this drink is pretty thick <laughs> um, and it's a lot to drink. So that I would just, I was reading the thing and it said, you can either drink one of these per day or two per day. I'm telling you, 
I could not drink two of of that protein shake a day for like for a hundred dollars. You give me a hundred dollars to do it for one day, I probably couldn't do it. It was so much. So for me, knowing my body, I had to do one protein shake and I had to drink that between meals and sometimes I would drink it along with uh breakfast too. So I made sure that in the morning I had that protein shake already prepared. So I'm eating my eggs, eating my toast. That's another thing for my breakfast is toast. And I'd have a little protein shake on the side, not too much. Uh, so the key is to make sure that your protein shake doesn't diminish your meals and doesn't interfere with those. Cause I know people that they get on that protein bandwagon and their food and their nutrients, they really start to lack cause they're just focused on protein, protein, mm-hmm. protein. Well, um, it's important to stay disciplined and have that healthy balance. So usually in between meals, I kind of warm up with a, a protein shake. I'd bring it to practice. I'd, I'd take some hits of that um, every once in a while when I had some spare time and I made sure to do it after a workout too. So my body immediately got that protein and calories. So I'd say uh, the timing and distributing that throughout the day was really uh, successful for me because it didn't make my stomach too full so that I couldn't eat a good breakfast or a good dinner. Now that makes sense because um, you don't want to substitute it for a meal, right? No. You don't want to okay, I'm not having lunch or I'm, I'm not going to have breakfast today. I'm just going to have my, my protein shake. It's a supplement. It's adding on to what you're eating throughout the course of the day, not taking its place of something else that you've eaten throughout the course of the day. All right. Number four, you got one more. Uh, I had a bonus tip. Healthy bonus snack. tip. Yeah. What's that? So it's healthy snacks. I am, I am the snack king. When I was younger, I would just go in the cupboard and I would eat cheeses. And I was so convinced that my body is amazing. I have naturally great endurance. So it doesn't matter that I eat junk food. But then I started thinking, if my body naturally has amazing endurance, imagine if I started putting good stuff in it, how much better would it be then? So in college, I snack on nuts, I snack on baby carrots, I snack on grapes, and uh, I snack on peanut butter sometimes. Um, And you don't, if you're drinking protein shakes consistently, you don't really have to focus on the nuts and the peanut butter, obviously, because that that main source there is protein. But carrots and grapes, um, celery, these things were just really beneficial to me um, to snack on. They're just fun to snack on. Uh, they're really good. So that kind of kept me off of the junk food is training my taste buds to savor and to crave that. I, I got to the point where if you showed me Cheez-Its, I'd just be like, that kind of looks gross right now. I don't like Oreos. I don't like a lot of junk food. It just seems dry to me. I'd rather eat some fruit. I'd rather eat some vegetables. And uh, those are my favorite ones right there. Those are those are good tips. And you know, it's, it's funny. I was talking with a friend of mine, Drew Lehman. He's the strength and conditioning coach at Trine University. He's, um, he's, he's one of the developers for our Coach's Edge program. Um, he's designed our weightlifting program that you're going to be on when that comes out in a couple weeks. And um, he's, he's given us some really cool stuff. But, and I asked him about nutrition. And he said, you know, as, as college basketball players that we're working with, most of our athletes, now he's say all, he's like, everybody has a different body type, but he said most of our college athletes have so much trouble 
putting on and keeping on weight, especially throughout the course of the season. You go into class all day, you're traveling, you're going to practice. It's tough to, you know, have the, the diet, the nutrition that you need. So he said, you know, eat, eat, eat. There's two things I ask all my guys to stay away from, though. And it's, it's pop and it's chips. And if you can stay away from those two things, then I'm going to be okay with what you're eating because for the most part, he's like, our guys are burning so many calories. We need to keep the calories coming in. All right. Mm -hmm. So eating is better than not eating as long as you're staying away from a few things and then you want to do it even better. Like you said, then you can say, okay, I'm going to supplement a cracker essentially, right. For eating peanut butter, carrots, you know, other fruits and vegetables, which is great. So that leads me into our next question, which what mistakes have you made when it comes to your nutrition, your diet as a college athlete? Um, Number one that I touched on a little bit already is too much protein shake or overdoing that and not listening to your body. Um, It is super important to get that protein in and get that calories. You're talking about calories. Uh, my protein shake had 1,500 calories per serving. I think my mom, that's like her goal for the entire day is to eat 1,500 calories. And that's just what I'm drinking on the side in between meals. So that's a lot of calories. And it was important to listen to my body and uh, not let that be detrimental to my nutritional diet with actual food, like you said. Um, and also lacking in discipline and not eating a balanced breakfast that can ruin my entire day because I've trained my body to, to need water in the morning. Your body needs water in the morning, whether you know it or not, but now my body really knows it. So if I go without it, I can feel that as soon as I walk out the door and if I don't eat a balanced breakfast, I, my body can feel it. I just don't feel as energized. So staying disciplined and eating a balanced breakfast uh, is very important. And if I don't do that, it's pretty detrimental. Um, and also just, just not staying balanced in all my meals. Um, if, if I just eat meat, um, just eat a lot of meat for dinner, I'm going to feel sluggish. My stomach might hurt the next day. I need that fruit. I need those vegetables. I need those snacks that I love so much. Um, cause not staying balanced, it just, uh, your body needs these different nutrients. And if you don't give it to it, it's going to feel sluggish. It's going to feel dehydrated. Um, and it'll let you know on the court. So it sounds like, you know, your biggest mistake isn't necessarily something that you ate. It's not sticking to the schedule. The The inconsistency is the mistake. Is that, okay, yep. cool. That makes sense. I'll share biggest mistake I made in high school in this. I can't believe I did this, but, it, you know, we're going back, you know, almost, let's see, almost 20 years since I was in high school. So, um we didn't know what we know now about the human body, about nutrition, digestion. And so I can't say I necessarily regret it because I actually thought based on the knowledge that I had, that this was the best way to prep, especially for a game. So every game day I would have mom make a giant plate of spaghetti. (laughs) And I would stuff myself with as much spaghetti as I possibly could because 
at least at that time, they said, you need a lot of carbohydrates for energy if you're going to do something that requires as much energy as like playing a basketball game. And so I would eat one, two huge plates of spaghetti before every single basketball game. Mm-hmm. My entire high school career, like I, it, I'm a man of routine, right? And that was my routine. Home, away, I was going to get my spaghetti in every single game day. Now, I'm not that smart. And I always <laughs> wondered why every game, you know, like the national anthem, the starting lineup, all these times during a normal game where you probably should feel excited. I felt so sluggish. I felt so tired. I'm like yawning. I swear, like there wasn't probably a high school game that I played in where I wasn't like yawning before a tip. And I usually played really, really well in the second half and okay in the first half of games. And I'm just looking back saying, man, that was dumb. Like that was dumb, you know, and transitioning to, um, as I went through college, slowly got better, slowly got better. By the time I started playing overseas, like I figured out, like, I don't want to play on a full belly. If anything, I want to play a little bit. I'd rather play a little hungry than full, right? So I'm going to have something light before I compete. And I'll do that for practice, games. And then once I finished playing, that's when it was calorie overload, right? After yep. practice, after a game. Now I'm just dumping in the protein, the carbohydrates. Um, but the way that I ate before games was probably the biggest mistake I made in high school as far as game preparation was my nutrition. And that's why I want to do a podcast on it. That's why I want to do a YouTube uh, episode on it because it's it's kind of boring. Like, listen, you guys are still watching. I commend you. You're still listening. I commend you because I know you don't want to spend 20, 30 minutes listening to something about nutrition. Okay. But I'm telling you, if you're dedicated and you want to make a difference, you need to look at the small things that you can control on a daily basis. And what you put into your body is something that you can control. Okay. And so if you want to start outperforming and reaching your highest potential, it's essential that you pay attention to the things like this that Micah and I are talking about. Learn from my mistakes. Learn from the experiences, all the things that Micah's doing a heck of a lot better than I did when I was a college athlete, a high school athlete. Those can make a big difference for you, and that's what we want. We want everybody that listens to our podcast, everybody that's part of Kramer Basketball, we want you to have an edge, okay? And this is a way that you can have an edge. So, um, Mike, I want to thank you for joining the, the episode, joining the show. Uh, we're excited to continue to have um, more podcast episodes on that. We're going to have another one uh, coming up very soon where you're going to talk about um, your mobility, how, how you've gone from being injured to increasing your, your mobility, you know, your flexibility, how you move on the basketball court. That's going to be a big one. And you're also going to talk about proper rest and being rested so you can play at a high level in another episode coming out very soon. So I'm super excited about those. All our athletes are going to want to check, check that out. 
Thanks for listening to the Kramer Bros podcast. We'll be with you again very soon. Micah, anything, any closing thoughts you want to throw at us? No, just, just thanks for listening. Stay disciplined. Do your research. Cool. Hey, if you guys enjoyed this podcast, you found it beneficial, uh, we would love a positive rating and review wherever you listen to your podcast. Have a great day and get after it.